When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio Baseball Report with Gamecock great Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips. Kip, Tommy Moody after the game. One of the announcers on the Gamecock Radio Network said that this was a crushing loss for Gamecock baseball. A 5-3 to three Clemson win in 11 innings at Founders Park. Kip, a game to Gamecocks led 3-2 to two going into the ninth. And uh, Seth Beer homered with two outs in the ninth to extend the ball game. And Clemson comes up with what they need in extra innings to beat the Gamecocks and win this series. So, uh, Kip, Tommy Moody says a crushing loss not just in the game, but to lose the series against Clemson. What do you think? Well, I mean, it was a tough loss on uh, Friday night for Clemson. So, I mean, yeah, was it a tough loss for South Carolina uh, on Saturday and Sunday? And, 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 you know, using the words crushing loss on Sunday from Tommy Moody, I, it, it is a tough loss. But, you know, Friday night for Clemson, I mean, they, they basically gave that game to South Carolina, uh, you know, with the air and right field. So it was a very different type weekend uh, in, in this series, I mean, it, it was certainly a lot of exciting baseball and a lot of, um, you know, how you look back and you go, man, I mean, Stockton could have swept this series after getting the game given to them basically on Friday. Certainly not that they didn't deserve it. I mean, Clark Smith pitched awesome and the bullpen pitched great. So, uh, you know, I'm certainly not taking anything away from what South Carolina did, but, but obviously, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, South Carolina was in a great position to win and just, uh, just, couldn't execute when they had to uh, on the mound, basically. Yeah, the Gamecocks really got a gift in the sixth inning Friday at Doug Kingsmore when the Clemson right fielder dropped the fly ball that led to two unearned runs for the Gamecocks, and Carolina won 2 to nothing. Friday in Clemson. It was junior right-hander Clark Schmidt working five and two-thirds, four hits and seven walks. His season ERA is now 0.48, and he's given up just one earned run in three starts this year. Josh Reagan and Tyler Johnson combined for the five-hit shutout, but it was that drop fly ball, Kip. That's what you're talking about. You know, a lot of folks are saying, well, Carolina could have swept this series, but if you go back to Friday, you take away that drop fly ball, Clemson would have swept the series. Yeah, you're exactly right, and again, it was a you know, two really good ball clubs, and uh, it wasn't the cleanest of baseball played this weekend, but it's also early. I do think you're you're looking at two regional teams and um, two teams that will be fighting for a chance to get to Omaha. So, uh, you know, hopefully South Carolina can just put this behind them really quick because uh, they've got a game tomorrow night, and they've got to come ready to play. I think South Carolina is a team that, uh, as we've seen in the past, they can't just show up and expect to win. They've got to play good baseball, and they've got to be prepared and ready to play. And uh, the best thing South Carolina can do right now, players and coaches, obviously, is just just forget about it, learn from the things, learn from the mistakes that were made, and uh, go out and make the most of it. I, I do think the fans are certainly uh, going to be overreacting and, and upset, and and, you know, deservedly so. I mean, I, I do think there are some things they could be upset about. But, hey, a true fan is going to support their team no matter if they're winning or losing. And uh, it's a long season left in South Carolina baseball. 
So the Gamecocks really shut down Clemson batters on Friday. Clemson was 0 for 14 with runners on base, and they left 11 on base in that 2 to nothing South Carolina win. Attendance was 62-12 at Kingsmore on Friday. So the series shifted to Floor Field in Greenville on Saturday. Uh, a bartender at a Mexican restaurant across the street from the park in Greenville, Kip, says that uh, the Carolina Clemson baseball Saturday up there is their second biggest day of the year. Cinco de Mayo, the only day bigger at that Mexican restaurant outside of Floor wow. Field. And uh, attended 74-60 on Saturday. Seth Beer hit a two-run home run for Clemson in the first, but the Gamecocks rally with a run in the bottom of the first, a triple from Justin Rowe, and a two-out single by Jonah Bride. Carolina added two in the fifth. And one in the sixth to take a 5-2 to two lead. And Will Crow set down 14 in a row in the middle innings. But then Clemson got to the Gamecock bullpen and they did some damage. Two runs in the seventh, one in the eighth, three in the ninth. Seven of Clemson's ten hits came in the last three innings. And Reed Scott gave up three earned runs in just two-thirds of an inning of work. Clemson rallied to beat Carolina 8-7 to seven in Greenville. And that moved the series to Columbia for the rubber game at Founders Park. A sellout crowd, 82-42 the attendance. And Seth Beer homered in the ninth inning. Kip with the Gamecocks holding a one-run lead or two outs in the ninth. And the Beer home run put it into extra innings. Carolina had scoring chances in the ninth and the tenth. And Clemson won it in the 11th, 5-3 to three the final. So, you know, a real opportunity with the series hanging in the balance yesterday, playing at home, Kip. Uh, a timely hit could have given Carolina the win for the series and for yesterday's game, but they just couldn't get it, and Clemson did, and they were the better ball club this weekend. Yeah, they were, and uh, and, and I think, you know, there's going to obviously be some, there were some questionable calls, and I say questionable, there's always questionable calls that a manager, a head coach may make throughout a game or even a pitching coach or whatever, but it all comes down to execution of the, uh, uh, you know, what's on the agenda. I mean, if the, if the head coach can make a call all day long, but the players make coaches look good. And, uh, and I think Chad Holbrook always is going to admit that, and Ray Tanner did the same. Uh, players make coaches look good. And unfortunately, this weekend, there were some, you know, questionable moves, but if they work out, everybody thinks he's a genius. So, I mean, I, I just, the biggest thing for me is South Carolina had an opportunity in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, both on Saturday as well as Sunday, to do what they had to do on the mound to win. And they didn't do it. And, um, and and I think that with that being the strength of our ball club, I think they'll win those games more times than they don't. So, uh, you know, the fans that are upset about, oh, pitching to Seth Beer and, and uh, you know, taking Destino out. I mean, yeah, those are questionable calls. And, I mean, we can talk about that for sure. But, uh, you know, for me, we had a chance on the mound to do what we had to do to win those games, and we didn't get it done. Uh, the one adjustment I'd love to see make, made, and, and I, I know from experience, is relievers getting to start a clean inning. And, uh, you know, you bring in Coley Bowers on Saturday, uh, relieving for Will Crow, is, is being able to, you know, just start a clean inning. It's, it's, it's a lot less stressful coming in out of the bullpen. And, and, and you may say, oh, well, we weren't ready to take Will Crow out. I think it's a, it's a tough thing to be able to know when to take a guy out uh, when he's done, and, and and for me personally, I was looking at it going, okay, he's coming off Tommy John. Uh, he's probably up to 90, 95 pitches or maybe 80-something through six innings. You know, maybe it's time to get him out. And, of course, it's always easy to do Monday morning quarterback, if you will. But, um, you know, I'd like to see those guys, those relievers. I love how, you know, uh, I love seeing a box score, and you see a lot in the big leagues, six innings and then one one one. 
six innings from your starter and then one from the reliever from the the middle guy then one from your short guy and then one from your closer that is a recipe it gets everybody in the game it gets keeps them fresh it doesn't overextend them and uh, I think hopefully moving forward we'll see a little bit more of that uh, with South Carolina but um you know, it's uh, it was a tough Saturday and Sunday, to say the least. It certainly was. Kip, talk about the decision to pitch to beer, two outs in the ninth. Conventional wisdom obviously says you don't walk beer. And, you know, the Gamecocks had had some success getting him out, even though he did hit a two-run home run in Saturday's game. So talk about, you know, a lot of folks are saying, why do you pitch to beer in that situation? To help explain that a little bit. And talk about the decision to pull Destino for a pinch hitter also. Yeah, I, I, for me, I, I um, going on beer first, I, I still think it's the execution. I agree. I don't think for a second I put the the tying run on first base and bring the winning run to the plate. I, I totally agree with pitching to Seth Beer, but I also know that before the game, before the series, the talk from the pitching coach, I'm sure Coach Myers did this, was, hey, we're not going to let this guy beat us. And that was a situation where, in my opinion, Josh Reagan has got to learn from this. It's an opportunity – Failures and mistakes are made where guys can now learn from them. That They're okay if you learn from them. Well, the mistake that was made was we throw him five straight breaking balls. You know, he got down 2-0, we throw a breaking ball, strike, or, or, or gets down 3-0, and then he goes breaking ball. So let's just say Beer's taken on 3-0. Or he's probably got the green light, but he's looking dead red fastball. He takes it. The next pitch, breaking ball. He takes it again. So now it's 3-2. Now you've got one chance to win the game. The last thing you can do, now you may say, oh, well, Coach Myers calls the pitches, but it's still about the execution. Coach Myers may call curveball, but Coach Myers may want that curveball to be down in the, in, the, in the dirt, a chase pitch. So instead, Josh Reagan throws a 3-2 curveball, and he hangs it. Now, maybe he was trying to throw a chase pitch. Maybe he just hung it. Well, guess what? That's a human element, element part of the game. That happens, you know. So that that for me, I have no problem pitching to him. It's the 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 philosophy. I don't like throwing five straight breaking balls to him because he was sitting on it. He was absolutely just cheating, saying, "You know what? I'm gonna sit on this breaking ball." He did it to me on Friday night. I didn't take advantage of it. I'm gonna take advantage of it this time. And he sat on it. He's a professional hitter, and uh, and he, and he deposited it in the right field. So that pitch has got to be a breaking ball for for a ball. A chase pitch, hopefully he swings a miss, if not, it's a walk. And I know, again, we're not wanting to put the time run at third, at first base, but that's the philosophy and that's the mindset you got to have. As far as pinch hitting for uh, Destino, I, I completely disagree with pinch hitting for Destino because he's, in my opinion, our best hitter, if not one of the two best hitters. And, you know, uh, I, I just, I'm just not a fan of the bunt. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of first and second. I mean, I'm a fan of if he hits into a double play, he hits in double play. To me, Destino's a guy I want up with a chance to, to put my team ahead and get some more runs. Uh, but again, I don't agree with a lot of things sometimes that even when Coach Tanner was coaching, I can remember playing for Coach Tanner and we, we would be like, God, what are we doing here? And then we'd say, okay, let's believe in it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it work. So there's going to be questionable calls that a manager a head coach makes all the time. It just didn't happen to work out on this one. That's the way I feel about it because, you know, again, there's questionable calls Joe Torrey makes when he was managing in the big leagues. 
but you know that's that's unfortunately that you're the goat sometimes. It's just what it is. What it is. I still think looking back, if our pitching staff does what they normally would do, we win those games, and I think we're all happy on Monday. So I just think fans need to not overreact. Uh, the, the players, as well as hey, coaches, all of us have learning opportunities. We make mistakes every day. Let's learn from those mistakes, and uh, let's move forward and have a great rest of the season. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to next, Kip. Clemson takes two out of three from the Gamecocks, but the bottom line here, the Gamecocks gave up four home runs, and they walked 20 batters in the series. And how many top-flight teams are you going to beat giving up four home runs and 20 walks in three games? Well, you're exactly right, and I'm glad you made that point, Emerson, because that, for me, I watched you know all weekend, and I felt like, especially Saturday and Sunday, you know, when we had those leads, um, late in the game, I, every single you know batter we faced, we were going two two three two. We're walking guys. We're just literally pitching, afraid that something bad was going to happen. We were pitching away from contact. When you're up, you got to apply the pressure. You got to trust your stuff, and you got to pound the strike zone, and you got to go after the guys. And I think those again. We got to remember these kids are 18 to 21, 22 years old. It's not Chad Holbrook out there pitching. It's not Jerry Myers out there pitching and those guys hitting. You know, these guys behind closed doors are probably telling them all of these things, but it's up to the execution of these young men to be able to go out and do it. You know, so these are the things that those kids have got to learn from. They've got to go back and watch this film and, and put themselves back in that moment and go, okay, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? Was I feeling worried about this guy hitting a double in the gap? Or am I going, hey, it's five to two. I got to run it on first or second. It's one out. My only thought process should be as the pitcher there is, hey, I'm one pitch away. I get a ground ball up the middle, shortstop second, boom, I'm we're good. That's the philosophy. That's that mindset they got to have. And I just think they were a little bit, um, I think the moment got a little bit big for them, if, if I'm quite honest. I think they just uh, they got a little bit rattled and they were pitching away from contact as opposed to trusting their stuff. They got the stuff. They just got to go out and execute. Gamecock legend Kip Balknight is with us here on Gamecock Central Radio. I'm Emerson Phillips. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast on your cell phone. Available on the App Store and on Google Play. And then you can subscribe to our podcast on popular services like iTunes, SoundCloud, and others. So pick up the Gamecock Central Radio app today. Kip, Carolina will have a chance now to look at what they did wrong this weekend and try to prevent the same things from happening in future series. We've got five home games this week. The Citadel, Tuesday at 7. Winthrop Wednesday at 7, and then 3 with Michigan State, a rare Big Ten opponent for the Gamecocks, Friday at 7, Saturday at 4, Sunday at 1.30, all five games this week at Founders Park. And then, Kip, next week, midweek game against Furman, and then we're over to Knoxville to start SEC play. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a, a pivotal part of the season, South Carolina. This is the, you know, we've had a couple hiccups in midweek games. I feel like against some uh, pretty good opponents, I say midweek games, well, right State was on Sunday, but then, uh, the, the Kansas State loss. I, I think that um, this is where you got to get your you got to get your bunnies. They need to get out and, and win tomorrow and win and uh, win Wednesday against Winthrop. Obviously, two games that they could lose. I mean, we've seen the Citadel win and we've seen Winthrop win. So they got to come ready to play. But nine times out of ten, they should win those games. I mean, they got to come out and be ready to play. And again, the past is in the past. They do need to learn from the mistakes. But you know, be ready to go. Be hungry. And uh, hey. 
there's nobody out there rooting any harder than myself. I can assure you. Like I said, we used to doubt Coach Tanner sometimes, but we'd always support him. We'd always we played for him. He was our leader. Those guys believe in Chad Holbrook. I believe in Chad Holbrook. They believe in the the coaching staff. They just need to learn from the mistakes they made. Get out and be hungry. And uh, individually, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what could I have done better? And uh, and I'm sure they're going to do that, and they'll be ready to play come tomorrow night. The new Baseball America poll is out. The Gamecocks have dropped from 5th to 10th this week. Clemson up to ninth. The Tigers are now 8-3, and three, and the Gamecocks are 7-5 and five on the year. So five home games this week. Tuesday, 7 against the Citadel. Wednesday at 7 against Winthrop. And then 3 this weekend against Michigan State Spartans. So... Kip, uh, time for the Gamecocks to regroup and really focus on a big series this weekend with an opponent that the Gamecocks seldom face. So that'll be fun for Gamecock fans to take in that Michigan State series at Founders Park. And then uh, we will turn our attention to the start of SEC play next week. So rough weekend for the Gamecocks on the diamond, Kip, but uh, an opportunity for the Gamecocks to get better moving forward. Yes, it is. I mean, South Carolina, again, at this point, that's all you can do. you got to learn from your mistakes and uh... – you know, the good thing about baseball is you got an opportunity to play the next day. So, uh, they, you know, I'm sure they were upset, and it's not an easy place to be on campus today for the players and the coaches. It's a tough time, but hey, it's uh, you gotta you gotta strap it on tomorrow night and be ready to go. So, um, you know, you gotta have a short 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 memory. Good stuff today, Kip. Thanks for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. Go Gamecock. All right, that's Gamecock great Kip Balknight, and I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us on Gamecock Central. We'll come back. We'll talk about this Michigan State series with you, and we will look ahead to the start of SEC play here on Gamecock Central Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.